it's time for Greg Bishop and the Council Roundup. Oh boy. I've been doing this for way too long. <laughs> I want to say it was like 2012 or something when the first Council Roundup was. Took a few years off, came back, jumped right back in the saddle. Uh, long meeting last night, about three and a half hours long. And as I do every Wednesday morning, I wake up way too early for my own good. And I listen to the entire thing. It is the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Substop. When you want a great sub, you've got to hate Head West. It's right here with WMAY now on 92.7 FM. But we're also on 94.7 FM and still on AM. At 970. Plus, you got the mobile app, you got WMAY.com. There's no reason you can't tune in. So I appreciate you taking the time with us. All right, let's get right into it, Kevin, where we've got uh, a mayor. He is uh, laying out uh, a proclamation of sorts uh, honoring a new project that's going to bring a little bit of historical significance to Springfield. And in particular, it's the Lincoln Home Historic Site. Apparently, there's a project that's going to do a replica of the cottage that uh, the Lincoln family first purchased before they did additions, just to kind of show how the Lincoln family lived in Springfield back in that day. Here's the mayor. And go. And Mr. go. Mayor. And City Council, we pledge our full support for the Lincoln Springfield Cottage Project located in the heart of our city. It will enhance the landscape of downtown, positively impact many of our historic sites, and build upon Springfield's notoriety as a world-class destination and a wonderful community to call home. Well, thank you, Sue. And yep. So this is with the uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln Association, and not to be confused with the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum Association or any of the other associations. There's a specific association with this. Uh, and here's one of the members of that association talking about the project. Um, we hope eventually it'll be annexed to the Lincoln Home Historic Site as part of, part of that federal um, destination. Um, until then, it's the local group that will be building it and preparing it to no. donate to the federal uh, institution. Look at that. So uh, something to look forward to uh, around the Lincoln Home Historic Site. Uh, but all of that, of course, it, it drives tourism. Right? When we've got these uh, various historical figures that we honor here in Springfield, uh, it brings people from all over. Uh, and uh, one thing we've noticed, though, with COVID-19 is uh, tourism dollars aren't mm-hmm. just as, uh, how do we say, abundant as they used to be. And the Springfield uh, Tourism Director, Scott Dahl, lays out some of that. And uh, as we're seeing reported elsewhere, uh, Springfield Tourism is uh, not really rebounding as, as we would hope it would. Here's Scott Dahl. Attracting that overnight visitor uh, is crucial because that's how we're funded. And so the more visitors, obviously, we town, the more hotel, hotel tax there is. And the pandemic has resulted in a hyper-regional and a hyper-local travel. We've seen that over and over. We just received our visitor center numbers for last month, and we saw 70% of our visitors that came through our visitor center that were from Illinois. Oh. Very few were outside. That's a uh, stark change from <laughs> 2019. Yeah. Well, we typically might have uh, <laughs> visitors from, uh, I don't know, China, Japan, Australia, uh, the, you know, London, a uh, variety of other areas. Motion uh, is it hits closer to home than ever before. 
but it still targets overnight guests. So Amy and Allison will take you through uh, SPY 7 and 7 at this point. And uh, so they've got a, a marketing um, promotion moving forward to attract more uh, people to Springfield. And since you can't really fly internationally, they're not necessarily going to be focusing on that international dollar. Heck, they might not even be focusing on uh, the tourists from across the country. Uh, from what the numbers they're seeing is it's really Illinois people yeah. who are saying, you know what? I haven't been to Springfield in a while. What's going on over there? Mm-hmm. They still got the uh, the Lincoln tomb? Of course we still have the oh, Lincoln yes. tomb. <laughs> oh, of course. Do we still have the... Uh, uh, the, the cozy dog. Of course, we still got the cozy dog. Uh, you know, so there are things here that people want to see that they may not have seen in a long time. So that seems to be where the uh, uh, the marketing uh, components are going to be focused. Here's more from the tourism bureau with the city of Springfield. It's very important nowadays that we get what's called UGC or user generated content. Very very important for us to stay relevant on social media, which really in a budgetary time that we're in is the only means that we have truly to market ourselves is to stay alive on social media instagram facebook and linkedin so we're thinking about that if you are going to be in the area i'll take some pictures and kind of helps do a little bit of that uh uh, perpetual promotion uh that's free especially when it's done on social media okay coming back we're going to get into a uh well it's a conversation that's been had at the council for weeks if not months now and that is the city's budget where we're at what we're doing, how we're shoring things up, because it's no secret, COVID-19 and the government's response to it, shutting down sectors of the economy for months, led to serious revenue shortfalls. We're seeing those numbers now. We're also hearing more alarms from people saying we need to take action sooner than later. Sure to take the daily poll, WMAY.com. The question we talked with State Representative LaShawn Ford earlier today. And uh, we addressed this briefly, but I'm looking for your thoughts. Yes or no? Black Illinois lawmakers say there is systemic racism in society. President Donald Trump says there isn't. Do you think there is systemic racism in American life and institutions? Vote yes or no at the daily poll. WMAY.com brought to you by Adams Pest Control for commercial, residential, real estate inspections, and termite control. Cast your vote at WMAY.com slash poll. It's Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Substop. When you want a great sub, you got to head west. One of the things that's impacted cities across the country is the lack of revenue because of the uh, COVID-19 pandemic and the government's response shutting down sectors of the economy. If you recall, here in Illinois, it was uh, more than three months' worth of uh, businesses essentially uh, either not allowing for service indoors or having to only do curbside. A lot of businesses as well just said, you know, threw up their hands and they're done. But here with the Council Roundup, we've been following uh, what's going on with Springfield City Council as a way to kind of uh, paint the picture of what it's like elsewhere with WMAY, keeping you informed and connected. More from uh, last night's Springfield City Council meeting. Here's Budget Director Bill McCarty. He addressed the council last night, uh, providing uh, a a few statistic data points and spreadsheets and slides. And he talked about how he wants to try to... um, uh, dispel a myth that may be floating out around there. The purpose of this is to dispel the notion that the administration hasn't been doing anything uh, to this point. 
that we have been waiting to act. And the reality of the situation, I think I brought it up a couple of times, is that from day one, the mayor and I sent out a memo to all departments telling them to discontinue as much spending as possible, spend only what they need to operate their departments at a minimum level, but certainly don't go out and spend anything that they could avoid spending. And the departments have certainly responded to that. But day one was months ago. Uh, I mean, th- I think the uh, bars and restaurants were um, kept from indoor service. I want to say March 16th. That was when uh, that call was made. Mm-hmm. And then it was March 21st, whenever the governor ordered um, everyone to stay home and stay at home and uh, only essential workers could go out and, and so on. So it's been months and we knew back then that this was going to cause a significant impact. But uh, Budget Director McCarty laying out there that they initially told departments to you know keep a hold of their spending. So where we're at right now, uh, let's get some numbers. It looks like we're going to, we are projecting to lapse, i.e. not spend over $3 million of the budget right. this year. Oh, so that's $3 million already towards fixing the problem that we're facing with the decline in revenue, which yeah. is certainly not all the way there by any means, but right. it's a great start. <laughs> so- <laughs> $3 million of uh, somewhere between 10 and $16 million of a shortfall expected. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's uh, some may consider that a drop in the bucket. Others say it's a good start, especially since we haven't seen any layoffs or anything. But could that be coming? We'll touch base on that coming up here in a bit. But other costs that Budget Director McCarty's laying out there that uh, Springfield aldermen need to need to consider. Here is that if you back out the things that we have no control over, the things that have to be spent. You're talking about $58 million backed out, and the four top ones or four biggies are the pensions for IMRF, police, and fire, and health insurance. That's $40 million alone that we can't do anything about. That money, we have no control over or over cutting that. It has to be it has to be spent. So if you take that $58 million out of the $130 million budget, you're talking about over 4% in savings from the budget and budget cuts, essentially, by not spending. So keep mm. the line. Don't spend. There yeah. are hard costs we can't get rid of, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the case across the state, um, and not just with uh, municipalities, but also with state government. You can't not fund the pensions. Yeah. You can't not pay off bond debt. You can't not address those things. I mean, it not only is it statutorily obligated— it's also uh, fiscally irresponsible if you don't address those things. So oh, those yeah. are those are costs that are set in. Uh, other things that aren't, well, paper, you know, printing out spreadsheets and yeah. print, printing out slides, and that's something that uh, Budget Director McCarty said I was going to print those out for you last night, but we're trying to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's really going to save that much money, that's, but uh, yeah, these are the times we're in, folks. Yep. You gotta you gotta save every gotta, dime yeah, possible. Save, save everywhere you can. <laughs> right. So uh, what's been done up to this point? Uh, Some more from Budget Director Bill McCarty from last night's Springfield City Council meeting with the Council Roundup. I've talked about already. We stopped spending. We stopped spending as much as possible, and we're looking at getting $3 million out of that. Maybe more. There are some other things we're looking at, and I do have some optimism that it could be north of $3 million. Maybe not a lot, but certainly a little bit more. What else? Um, we got that federal aid that was passed to cover COVID-19 costs. He lays out some of that. 
So we think as of right now, one to two million dollars, but certainly the mayor has made it very clear to go after the entire $4.8 million. And I know that he's working with the IML and many other cities to try and open up that access through the state to the entirety of the allotment that we have, which again, at $4.8 million, that would go a long way. But that money's only for COVID-related costs. It's not to cover revenue shortfalls. That's going to have to take an action from Congress mm-hmm. to allow for that. And we have yet to see that action. We know that uh, there's an election coming up, uh, which <laughs> really blocks a lot of things from, yep. uh, <laughs> from happening. Oh, boy. Got to love politics. All right. Coming back, uh, we'll, we'll continue on with Budget Director McCarty uh, talking about fund balance, talking about uh, uh, some other things, <laughs> including the conversation uh, that's likely going to have to be had sooner than later. Are we going to see any furloughs? Are we going to see any layoffs of city staff? Uh, we've already seen, uh, you know, the private industries having to do layoffs, uh, having to having to fire people, having to uh, essentially close down their operations. We can't necessarily do that uh, with city services, but there might have to be some tough choices made uh, here soon. So we'll hear about that. We may, if there's time, get into a conversation about rail relocation. Uh, also, um, you've got uh, a, a brief conversation about animal control. Um, I doubt we'll get to anything about the uh, issue of individuals experiencing homelessness. That was also brought up last night in a three and a half hour Springfield City Council meeting. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned. More of the Council Roundup coming up. I'm your host, Bishop On Air. Thanks for hanging out. Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Back with more of the Council Roundup, brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. It's right here with WMAY, now on 92.7 FM. Thanks for hanging out. Keep that phone number handy, 217-629-7970. We'll take some of your calls later on this hour. But first, back to a conversation about city finances. Yay! Everybody's favorite topic. All right. Actually, it should be. Uh, it should. Quite frankly, it's your money. <laughs> you government can't operate without uh, you know having some of your money. Yeah. You pay that money in taxes and fines and fees and so on. So just always keep that in mind. It's your money, so you really should care about this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even if you don't live in Springfield, if you uh, shop in Springfield and the stores that are still open, uh, if you come to Springfield uh, for food, uh, that type of thing. Uh, or just tourism, uh, it's important to know what's going on in the city of Springfield. All right, so we're hearing from Budget Director Bill McCarty, and uh, he addressed some of the things that uh, they've been doing in the past, before the pandemic, leading up to this point, and securing the city's finances. And one of those things is having a pretty healthy fund balance. And we officially finished last year with the highest fund balance we've ever had at $28.1 million in the corporate Whoa. fund, or about 23%. Whoa. I think about that. He said $130 million budget annually. Mm-hmm. So they were able to save, what, like $28 million, he said? Just not mm-hmm. spending and keeping it in the fund balance? That's pretty good. Yeah. It's never been that high. Certainly, we've worked really hard to get our reserves up so that we could 
handle downturns like this. Now, unfortunately, our reserves aren't enough to really handle the entirety of the downturn, especially given the, the depth and the potential duration of it. But it definitely puts us in a position to utilize a chunk of it to help balance the budget through these tough times. Yeah, so that's going to be important to uh, to use as part of this. But there's also concern that they don't want to use all of that, of course, to cover the 13, uh, possibly 10 to $16 million shortfall. But they're definitely going to be able to use some of that. Uh, so consider uh, how large the fund balance is uh, and how some of that could go poof. But just how quickly we want it to go poof, <laughs> that's uh, another question entirely. Uh-huh. Some ideas that uh, the budget director has? Potential shared services options, which would cut personnel even more and make things more efficient. And we and The mayor's been talking about that for weeks. Uh, and that would be like, you know, uh, having a... Uh, a a mo crew, uh, a uh, a public works crew, take care of all of the landscaping of the city instead of uh, various other, you know, entities taking care of it and so on. So I mean, those are the types of things they're looking at, uh, shoring up any kind of spending elsewhere. Good point that came in earlier from a text. A listener said, you know, earlier we we featured uh, McCarty talking about the three million dollars uh, that they saved from not spending and. <laughs> the text message was like, well, doesn't that kind of highlight uh, $3 million that just shouldn't have been even put in the budget to begin with? Yeah, they could <laughs> save that $3 million every Moving year, forward, huh? right, absolutely. Um, so if there's anything, uh, COVID's going to teach us how to be more lean and mean. <laughs> uh, looking at everything to be painless, that's what McCarty's also looking at with various ideas. Uh, when I say painlessly as possible, that's what I mean. It doesn't mean that there isn't going to be some pain. One of the things that the mayor's been working on is no raises this year. If the entirety of those on the corporate fund get no raises, that's $750,000 in savings that we can generate to help balance the budget. Uh, But that is subject to collective bargaining, so there's no guarantee that that will happen. There might have to be some other measures taken as a result, but I do know that they've had success already with a couple of contracts, uh, a couple of unions who have agreed to the the 0% raises this year. 0% 0% raises. If that's mm. done across the board, that could save three quarters of a million dollars. That should, uh, I don't know why that shouldn't be. I mean, I, I know why. It's but, collective I mean, bargaining. I yeah. mean, you've got uh, employees that still have their jobs, mind you. And I'm yeah. not trying to downplay, you know, the public versus private, but we do need to have things in context, right? I mean, yeah. you know, the, the restaurant that's providing the tax revenue to fund city operations had to shut down. Yeah. By government edict. City services, not just in Springfield, but across the the state, government employees have have maintained their positions largely. We haven't seen any kind of mass furloughs or anything along those lines. And that's primarily because the city has services that are essential. There's no question about that. Oh, yeah. But there's going to have to be sacrifice moving forward. Uh, The pension ramp, that's another issue that uh, has been brought up before. And what is that exactly? That is like having a mortgage. You have to make the payments. But uh, ramping that would push the mortgage payments even further. So instead of it being like a 30-year mortgage, it would be like a 35-year mortgage. All right, so that's Mm -hmm. what the pension ramp is. Uh, But it concerns pensions. Budget Director McCarty looking at that as a possibility as well, but that would take state legislative action. Which in turn will save uh, all communities a lot of money uh, in the coming years, and especially in the beginning. Uh, Of course, you have the ramp. That's what it is. But Certainly for next year, when we're looking at a difficult budget, it would help us quite a bit. I can't tell you how much it would help right now. My guess is it would be pretty significant, though. So that's something I think that they're planning to tackle in the veto session, if I understand it correctly, in November. We'll have to see. Man, that's going to be a crazy veto session. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Uh, Alderman Donnellan, uh, he has some uh, uh, concerns. Due to some of the actions of the, of the administration, that the amount that we can, quote, bank on uh, from changes is about $5 million. So that leaves $5 more million to make up. And so what I, hear, what I heard you say is the plan is to utilize fund balance for the remaining $5 billion. Partially, yes. So we're looking at, uh, you know, we've got three, $3 million from just not spending stuff and mm-hmm. finding efficiencies wherever. Plus, uh, you know, maybe uh, a million here for raises, three-quarter of a million or something. Ultimately, about $5 million of this 10 to $16 million shortfall. Uh, so could all of the rest of that be plugged by the fund balance? Who knows? Uh, these are things that are still being hashed out. Keep in mind, though, uh, this is five-plus months into the pandemic. Yeah. More concerns about uh, employees with the city of Springfield and uh, what they're going to be facing, especially the as unions. As far as numbers go, meaning the ones with the largest membership, you know, it still asks me. Point of order, I don't fire. think we should be talking about that if we're in the negotiations. Yeah, well, so, I'm we sorry, Alderman. No, I, I just want to know if you've spoken to them, that's all. I, but I, I, I wouldn't want to identify who we're, we've already got agreements from. Am I right or wrong, Corporation Council? That's uh, uh, Alderman uh, Chuck Redpath and Alderman um, Jim Donnellan uh, going back and forth on that. Uh, here's Corporation Council Jim Zirkel giving a somewhat generic lay of the land in their conversations with the uh, labor unions. Every one of those that has occurred so far, and there are approximately, I think, about 16 units that are up this year, uh, it's always been the city's position to try to approach basically a standstill year because we just don't know yet about the revenues. And uh, we've had agreements uh, with three so far. However, it's been presented to all of the ones that we've uh, started to uh, have discussions with. Moving on, uh, more conversation about this and just looking at the time. I doubt we're going to talk about animal control or the rail relocation projects, but those are important things. Um, but uh, moving on with the uh, the city budget here, uh, Alderman Andrew Proctor listening to the budget director, Bill McCarty. Hearing how, oh, we got this money, we got that money. Man, things are going to probably be all right. We might be able to manage. Here's uh, Alderman Proctor. If we're successful and we can have successful negotiations. Oh, that's not Alderman Proctor. That's Bill McCarty. Let's see if we can get Alderman Proctor over here. Where are we at? Got to move that over here and do this, that, and the other. When you come up, sometimes I do feel a sense of urgency, or but then also some joy. It seems like it's bad, but it's not that bad. It's just, <laughs> but then next week it's bad, but then it's it may be a little bit better. Sure. So when do you think, like, when when is the time that, you know, you might have to do the other three options, like furloughs or or layoffs like when is that magic date happens i don't think there's a magic date alderman i think a lot of that determine is determined by how the talks go and how long the talks go between uh, the administration and and the collective bargaining units so it looks like a lot of this is going to hinge on what the uh labor unions that represent city employees uh are ultimately going to bend on we're going to have just a uh you know, no increase year. Is that going to help save a quarter of a, three quarters of a million dollars uh, just with the city budget or what's going on there? Other options McCarty didn't mention, but until the close to the end of his presentation, he mentioned this might rub some people the wrong way. One of the things that we also thought of is utilization of the three percent marijuana tax. Right now, it's slated for half towards pensions, half towards economic development in certain parts of town. Uh, that is something else that we, the council could consider for utilization to help balance the budget. Looking like that's going to be thirty or forty thousand dollars a month oh potentially. My. Thirty so, to forty thousand dollars a month of cannabis taxes that just the city's going to get. All right, just the city. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, could that be used to, uh, instead of laying somebody off, uh, cover the costs for their salary? Uh, Possibly. Uh, That seems to be what uh, Budget Director McCarty is indicating. Of course, I would imagine that would take uh, action by the city council. We had a couple of aldermen raise issue with uh, the timing of things, how they need to know now instead of later, especially city employees needing to know what's going on. Uh, But we also have uh, important uh, conversation raised by some of the uh, city's employees. I believe this is, as I've got it lined up, Michael Horn. He is a public works employee. I'm not part of those conversations. No, that is still McCarty. I think this next bite, skipping ahead because of timing. Here's Michael Horn. It is now the beginning of September, yet we have known about this problem since April, and the city is no closer to the solution. I live in Springfield. My family lives in Springfield. What hurts my family hurts the city of Springfield. A plan to address the potential revenue shortfall that includes layoffs or furloughs of union employees is not the best for Springfield. Yeah, it continues. We need a bold plan that offers security, continues to provide essential services, taxpayers want and deserve, and maximize the value of talent my brothers and sisters at the city deserve. Another employee got up, um, was pretty passionate. Good evening, uh, Council, Mayor. My name is Aaron Pearl, local member of 3417. And he laid out his thoughts. We have not got a concrete answer yet. We're, we're going on guesstimates right now. When do we get off the guesstimates? When are we going to have a concrete answer? So if I come to the next council meeting, and what I'll do is I'll sign my name up so I can be one of the 50 in attendance, so I can maximize my seat, and then I'm going to hear the same answer that I'm hearing today. No, I don't want to hear that no more. Give me some concrete answers. I don't know if we're getting those concrete answers quite yet. One thing that McCarty said was they've really got to wait to see what the collective bargaining units are going to do. There was a ton of other stuff they jumped into last night, from rail relocation to uh, even talk about police reforms. But I did want to get to this clip. Hopefully this is the clip uh, Alderwoman Kristen DeCenso in New and Unfinished Business having a back and forth with uh, Alderman Chuck Redpath. Mm. In Ward 6, we really love Halloween. Um, Glenwood especially uh it's a kind of a big deal so we're getting questions about halloween already and um i think we need to at some point in the very near future we're at september 1st we're gonna have to make well i guess the the virus is going to make the decision for us about trick-or-treating or hours of trick-or-treating yeah so what about christmas and easter and everything else well, Easter's months away, and, and Christmas you can do with your family. It's not a community event, usually. Does the Easter Bunny have to wear a mask? Yes, they, they're already wearing a mask. Easter Bunny does have to wear a mask. That's actually been written in. <laughs> what about Santa Claus and all the elves? they got to wear masks, too. Oh, boy. All right, that's your Council Roundup. Good brought stuff. to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west.